The following content remembers with longing a time not too long ago when we thought the worst thing we'd have to say about Donald Trump would be about his taxes. Start the show. like such a long time ago it was all good just a week ago <laughs> feels feels like so much has taken place my goodness uh kind of in a way got a lot to cover uh niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the week and foolishness and fuckery i am your boy oz and i uh, had my annual exam on friday okay and uh Mostly good, mostly good. Um, my doctor and I had, you know, a lot of, a lot of, we had a lot of conversations about the effects of the pandemic on the body oh, yeah. and, and, and working from home and, and lack of activity. Um, overall, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. He would like me uh, for the next couple of months to uh, take it easy on a few things. Okay. Just to kind of get me back to last year's levels. Okay. Uh, so I will not be joining you in drinking for a few episodes, man. But you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a small thing compared to, you know, uh, reasonably young black men taking care of themselves. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm definitely, I've been, I've kind of fallen a little bit off just because, you know, I, I mix up some shit for special occasions, and there have been a couple of special occasions um, outside of my regular routine. Other than that, I drink once, maybe twice a week. Yeah. Um, Even though that uh, whiskey lemonade that you make might um, might shed a few years off. This is an experimental <laughs> batch. Uh, I know. I know. AA Ron was inquiring. I'm still experimenting. Going for the perfect batch, it's re- the key is really the right kind of lemonade. Yeah. That's what it is. By the way, A.A. Ron took exception to you saying that um, Irish barbers were uh, <laughs> less than ideal. Um, I'm sorry, man. I just, you, you know, and, and no offense, I'm not, you know, I'm sure that barbers of all walks of life do a great job in their field, but just the... I need somebody that has a unique understanding of black hair through experience. I did tell him that you were right, by the way. So, you know, so no, so nobody, <laughs> so, you know, nobody named uh, McPherson or, uh, you know, McBlarney Stone or whatever is going to be. O'Shaughnessy. Or Shaughnessy is going to be doing my, is going to be doing my hair. I'm sorry. Seamus. Um. But yeah, yeah, it, it, we're getting into a, a, a de- I think that's what makes this podcast interesting, and I think that's why people um, follow us the way they do is because we're in the age bracket. A lot of our counterparts are slightly younger. A lot yeah. of, and when it comes to just black ass, ratchet ass podcasting, a lot of our counterparts are slightly younger. So you admit that's what this is. 
I mean, okay, that's kind of what we get characterized as. Gotcha. You know, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna fight it. They're <laughs> listening to it, so I'm not gonna fight it. Um, and part of that is, yeah, taking care of ourselves and taking care of, uh, you know, our families and shit. I'm in that mode. I'm, you know, I don't have insurance right now, but when I do, I will be getting my checkup. Um, but I can say from my parents having insurance. And ha- and having to look after my father, let me tell you something. That part of your life, if you are still blessed to have your parents with you, um, looking after your parents is kind of an adventure. It's like raising children. It is like it's a lot like raising children, and it's hard for me because I, I very rarely did I have to be told to sit down. I jumped at the opportunity to sit down and be left the fuck alone. <laughs> my parents worried about me in that regard, actually. And so my father, having to tell him to sit his ass down and that he don't and that he and that all the shit he 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 thinks he can do or that he wants to do, he can't just get up and do anymore. And if you do, it it takes no less than two people, no less than two hours out of their day to facilitate you. <laughs> yes. When you get in over your head and you realize you can, you've expended all your energy and you can't make it back up the stairs. Um, it, it's very it's it's the 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 topsy turvy of it is very interesting because I was raised in a way where I very few times in my life that I have to be carried up the stairs. I, my friends left me at, at my house drunk. Many, many years ago in college. <laughs> and even then, I kind of had an autopilot. So the flip side of it is so interesting. Because my dad is such a knucklehead. He'll be right back at it. He'll say, yeah, I got in over my head. I'm sorry, boy. And be back at it two weeks later. Right back at it. And... The concept of sit your ass down, especially during a pandemic, is stressful. And anybody that's had to look after their family members like this knows what I'm talking about. So, all that to say, me getting here today was a consorted effort. (laughs) And it was juggling a lot of things. And I needed this. Which is why I am inebriated uh, well before the beginning of this podcast. Nice. Um, we're going to open up giving flowers, uh, to a 12 year old. Uh, we're going to give flowers to a 12 year old by the name of Caleb Anderson Mm. from Georgia. Uh, according to Blavity, this is according to because of them we can. 12 year old Caleb is making strides as a second year student at Chattahoochee Technical College in Marietta, Georgia. He is a 12-year-old college sophomore. (sighs) Family and friends say Caleb has always been an extraordinary child, learning to speak and read before he was one years old. By the time he turned two, Caleb was able to read the U.S. Constitution, and by three, he could speak Spanish, French, Mandarin, English, and American Sign Language. Uh, By nine months old, he was able to sign over 250 words. Uh, he is, oh, Mensa. He's a Mensa, he's a Mensa member. 
Mensa, an organization recognizing people with an IQ in the top 2% of the world, inducted Caleb when he was five years old. His family said they were, they were told he is the youngest black boy to join the group. Claire Anderson, Caleb's mother, said she realized that Caleb would advance through school quickly in elementary and middle school. He said, Mom, I'm bored. This is not challenging. It's really not helping me grow in my learning, and I think I'm ready for college. When he was 11 years old, and he enrolled in college. So, and he is majoring in aerospace engineering. Shout out to him, but I hate him. Agreed. I. Wow. Agreed. I my whole life has been a lie. I'm 37 and unemployed. Wow. <laughs> just, 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 shit. Congrats, Caleb. Congrats. I hope I never meet you. <laughs> if I meet him, it's, he's going to be hiring me. Yeah. That that's let's just keep let's just keep that above. Imagine being hired by a 14 year old. Because <laughs> you know he's about to graduate college in like three months. In a suit. In a suit. Yeah. It has to remind me that we have a dress code. Fuck out of here, man. By the way, Mr. Oz. Yes. Can you buy me some cigarettes? God damn it, Caleb. Yes. Yes, I'll hired. buy you some cigarettes. You're going to be hired by somebody that's not even old enough to drive. I'm going to buy my boss some beer. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Humans ain't shit. I'm going to try to keep this one short and sweet as possible. This week's Humans ain't shit. Stop spreading fake news. Stop it. That's asking a lot. As we all know, Donald Joseph Trump <laughs> has been has been has tested positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> Gasp! Ah! Oh my god! Shock! Oh man! I'm sorry. It's still funny. It's funny Shock. every time I say it. Uh, but we will get to that later. Um, go ahead, hit it. Go ahead, hit it. One more time. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> tested positive for COVID, as we all know. Oh no! And within 24 hours, a related but unrelated but related story started making the rounds that some person was taking a COVID test. You know, the one where they have to stick the the COVID stick up your nose. It's a, it's a it's like a very soft cotton swab, a very soft thin cotton swab. And they stick the cotton swab up your nose. I know it's yeah, yeah and I'm getting super hot cuz I've been drinking pretty quickly. Yeah, that's cool. Um and they stick it up your nose and apparently according to the story the the cotton swab or the stick scraped the membrane in front of her brain and there's been brain leakage this the only website running this story is a website called shosha the only website running this story about someone's brain leaking out their nose is a website called shosha d randall do you know what shosha is i have no idea what that is because I don't think I don't either. Because I don't think it's a word. Because I don't think that's a fucking website. I I do know this. When you brought this to my attention, I immediately did a search. That you did. Um, on the the anatomy of the human skull and the sinus cavity, and what I learned within the span of ten seconds 
is that there is not one, but two layers of bone between the sinus cavity and the brain. Bone, y'all. And not only that, in order for you to jab a cotton swab, by the way, through the nasal cavity into the brain, you would have to... You'd have to stab stab them in the nose. Right. With with Look, y'all. We're talking about a flexible cotton swab being thrust and then suddenly turning upward at an angle of about 90 degrees and penetrating two layers of bone. I've had a COVID test. I felt the COVID test touch the back of my nasal cavity, which was a weird feeling. Didn't hurt. It was... Weird, because that has never happened. But there is a 0% chance that even with the maximum force that that person applied, that that very flexible, very thin cotton swab would have penetrated two layers of bone. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Two layers of bone, that's not going to happen. Y'all need to start reading, man. Like, no, like, y'all need to start researching. Yeah, we're at a point in we are we're, we're at a point in the digital information era that you have to be your own fact checker. It took me ten seconds, y'all. While he watched, it took me ten seconds. You did every single result that came up instantaneously showed that that was not possible. He was pissed about what a throwaway this was. Yeah, come on, y'all. That, stop it. Check check the source. If the source just sounds like the name of an obscure Game of Thrones character, it's probably bullshit. It's probably bullshit. Some of these, and some of these y'all know are bullshit. You ain't never heard of this website before in your life until this one story that no other news outlet is running. It's amazing that y'all will believe people sitting in the passenger seats of their cars giving you the truth about what's really going on, but won't actually consult real sources on the shit. It, it's amazing that y'all 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 just want to believe bullshit. It's true. That's really what it boils down to. This is why y'all ain't. Yeah, this is why I want to hear from y'all about this social dilemma bullshit. Because y'all are believing the shit that y'all want to believe. I actually watched. This, I come to think of it, I watched the social dilemma yesterday. It was interesting. I mean, it's one of these things. I think Mila Machenko said it, and it's the guy's honest truth. It should not be a surprise to anyone. Right. It should not be a surprise to anyone that social media is being designed and wired to sell you things. Right. And to wire your brain to buy things. Which it doesn't need to do because we're already wired to buy things. We're already wired to enable capitalism. Period. Yep. Uh, So none of that shit's new to me. Um, Yes, it's a little addictive because all products that are made to make you buy things are going to be addictive. Smoking's addictive. Because it wants you to keep buying it. The feeling of being drunk is addictive. Because it wants you to keep buying it. Right. Everything that is created somehow is made for you to enable capitalism. Television. Television. The reason the the reason we don't have the reason that not all channels have an hour of nightly news. Or the re- or sometimes or the reason that they do have an hour of nightly news is because the trade off is that um, they have to have advertisements to keep that shit up, mm-hmm. make you buy shit. Um, stop spreading fake news, y'all. Y'all know better. Y'all know some of this shit is bullshit. 
Y'all know it. Y'all do. I, many of you are smarter than this. I, I've known some very smart people that have shared with me some shit. And they, they try to disguise it like, man, have you seen this? No. I was just listening I, to the Drink Champs where, where uh, fucking Pitbull was trying, to convince, was trying to convince Nori and them that uh, the, the pandemic is a communist plot. Please tell me more, Mr. 305. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> um, Please tell me more. <laughs> this this isn't a shut up and dribble moment, but sometimes, uh, sometimes you just yes. you just kind of want people to keep doing what they do. Yeah, do what you do, man. Stop having thoughts and opinions about the world, especially when you're less than sober. <laughs> At all times, you know, just hey, like you know, we express opinions on this show even when we're very drunk. Um, but they are opinions, <laughs> not necessarily fact. We have never um, tried to convince you of anything other than the fact that these are opinions. My thing is, unless you are intimately connected with this communist hoax that you speak of, don't call it a communist hoax. Like, unless you have absolute knowledge of the situation. Names, a timeline. Yeah, you were there. In game. Receipts. Otherwise, Something. call it what it is. It's a pandemic. That has so far killed over 208,000 people in America. Um, regardless of whether you think it's a hoax or a conspiracy, it's very real. So, sit your ass down. And put on a fucking mask. Um, I did notice, because I had to go to the stores for my parents. Yeah. I noticed a lot of... We'll call them patriots. A lot more of them were wearing masks than before. I can't imagine why. I wonder why. Song of the week. This is from 2016. This is City Bay with I'm Only Dreaming. Mm. Uh, Go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a great show today. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Okay. And that was I'm Only Dreaming by Citadel. Nice little, nice little upbeat joint. I like that one. Very 80s. Got, kind of got an 80s quality to yeah. it. Yeah, I'm feeling that. I fuck with it. Heavy. Um, uh, don't forget to follow our official featured music playlist on Apple and Spotify. Um, Opinions While Black Featured Music is how you can find it in the search engine. Uh, we have all kinds of music from Summer Walker to uh, Ill-Mannered Media's own Radio Galaxy um, to Lucky Day, Usher, uh, a lot of people. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty lit. And unlike the Joe Button podcast, we are still on Spotify. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. What is going on? Oh, did you watch the Savage Fenty show? I didn't. I actually didn't know that it existed until until afterwards. But I, I did see some of the highlights of it. I, I may actually go back and watch it. It's it is worth a watch. Yeah, on a, a, just for any creative, I think it's worth a watch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not really like a runway type person, but right. I am I am interested because all the things that I've heard about it, and you may verify these things for me. Like I, I heard it was very inclusive. Yep. Um, which to me that's that's interesting to me because I I want to see what it looks like um, when there is something that appeals to regular people. Right. If that makes sense, and not everyone who's a an underfed supermodel type. That is, and that is the allure, and that is what they want. They want the Savage Fenty show wants you to know a couple of things. Um, this is not just high fashion. Um, this is this is stuff for people for everybody. This is stuff for um, people from all walks of life, hmm. and they also want you to know that Rihanna is a fucking genius. Um, so. Here's what I personally took from it. I was a little pissed because all the big nigga shit, um, they they do have a nice line of big nigga shit. All that shit had to have sold out in 24 hours. Or less. Look, man. Look. All the big nigga shit was gone. Look, you got a great pajama set. Looks like a little smoking jacket type joint. You already know we got to get in there early. Cause off the muscle, cause they only got two of each in our size, right? So you gotta watch it and you gotta click go as soon as they say that shit's available. I wanted to, I wanted to DM Rihanna and the the nigga, the big nigga that they had wearing that shit. I wanted to DM Rihanna and say, "Can I get it off the mannequin? Can I get the one off the mannequin? Because I know goddamn well he ain't wearing a two X like y'all say is available here." Um. If I'm a 3X, I know damn well he ain't no 2X. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Even though he's probably significantly shorter than myself. He was getting it, though. He was. He was killing it. Um, Lizzo was killing it. Um, the music selections were killing it. Willow Smith was killing it. Mm. Um, and I like that it was so inclusive in the way of... they Because it wasn't just about big or small. It was about transcending gender mm-hmm. because the little men's joint, they had a men's line of boxers, briefs, boxer briefs, and these this little kind of uh, pajama jam type set that's all black. That was, that was really hot. And you didn't just see the men wearing it. 
You saw the women wearing mm. it. And they really wanted, and some of the looks were very kind of, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Unisex? Yes. Okay. And it kind of, trend, so they wanted to transcend gender as well. It, and, it, and that makes sense from a business perspective because, as, as we know, um, with business and the marketing, uh, a lot of things are segmented and categorized. Right. And, and it's done so intentionally. Uh, we know that there is a, um, a woman tax, so to speak, Facts. where women are charged more for the same type of clothing or the same type of accessories as men. It's just that these are targeted towards women. Um, if you look at razors and deodorant, for example, mm-hmm. women pay probably twice as much as men do for the same shit. Um, same thing with clothing. Uh, I could I could imagine I could imagine men's pajamas costing a little less than women's pajamas, although using less fabric and you know a, a different trim. So it's good that like clothes are clothes. It's true. It's true. And and if women want to wear boxer briefs, I support that too. One hundred percent. Sometimes that shit really works. One thousand percent. Um, also, we need to see an end to the category of plus size. We mm. just do. Thank you. Hold on. Let me hit you with this. We need to see an end to plus size clothing because I swear to you. The minute they burn the whole concept of plus size down to the fucking ground, big niggas will be able to get some respectable looking fucking clothes. <laughs> because let me tell you something. Every, anything I've ever seen that is categorized as plus size or big and tall, sometimes big and tall does okay. But anything that has ever been considered plus size, in my experience, has been fucking hideous. Yeah. Hideous. I'm looking at you, fashion over men. Got the ugliest goddamn clothes I've ever seen from men ever. Yeah, Lil Fizz just loves that shit though. Let him, so let him, let him wear that shit. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed with the with the show. Um, I I was surprised to find out that this was just volume two and that they had done a volume one last year. Mm. I guess. Um, this is why I am not in a rush for a Rihanna album because. Rihanna is actively creating and innovating. Yeah. And she is and she's innovating in a way that kind of helps the common good socially. Because she's innovating despite these barriers. And this is as good of an outlet if if not better. I mean this this transcends um a couple of check boxes on the cultural scale. Yeah. You know, um I, I think it's good. I, I think it's good to see that diversification, um, and like and like you said right at the top, the the inclusiveness is really, uh, really the part of it that's missing. Because I, again, I've said before, I'm not a runway person. I'm not right. a high fashion person, as you can tell. Um, I shop Target and Old Navy clearance. Real talk. But I also know that those those runway shows historically have favored a certain archetype a certain body type mm-hmm. and i know this i know that those spaces have also been very exclusive of people of color because people of color may not share the same body type that they're trying to appeal to 
That's true. So Victoria's Secret, it's, it's Victoria's Secret who has struggled this year has taken a lot of flack in the past on that. Uh, it, it it's it's very good business sense for someone like um, Rihanna to to cater to all body types and you know to make whatever she has accessible to all body types and that's one reason why she's thriving in an environment where a lot of people are struggling and not only that the pressure the i can i can tell you the pressure to put out content across genders sounds a little different because you know yeah sure we would love to get a new uh, another rihanna album um anti was just that good I'm still I'm still jamming it like it's new. Damn, was that her last album? Yeah, man. Wow. That was at least 2015 maybe. <laughs> um that shit but that shit that shit goes. Um and honestly, we don't pressure Donald Glover the same way. Everybody's looking forward to another Donald Glover project or another Childish Gambino project. That last one kind of hit though. The one where you kind of surprised us with mm-hmm. it and then went away and then came back. Yeah. That one hit. And but people don't just hit him over the head looking for another one because we recognize that he's creating in a lot of different facets. Yeah. And honestly, I'm more thirsty for the new season of Atlanta. Uh which I know isn't happening until I guess next year. We'll see. Supposedly, uh, they, that, I mean, supposedly they shot seasons three and four together, together, but which I think is kind of incredible too. Uh, just just off of where they left season two. Um, I hope I just on a side note, I do hope we get to see some of the the tour abroad. Uh, <laughs> that ought to be fucking interesting. Yes, um, I, I I really want I really want to see Darius get lost in Europe somewhere. Uh. You know that's coming. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a whole episode where Darius just gets lost in fucking France or something. I already know what's coming. Um, but yeah, so I'm very looking. I'm very much looking forward to that. But like I said, all that to say, we recognize and respect that Donald Glover is a reclusive, creating nigga, mm-hmm. and nobody seems to say shit to him about it. Just like nobody says shit to Frank. Again, that you know, this is part of this is one of my ongoing things is that there are certain people that get out here and create mm. and we leave them the fuck alone because they don't want to talk to us. Right. Um Rihanna is not quite one of those people, but she is in a lane where she's clearly creating a lot and music is kind of still in her heart, but also the furthest thing from her mind right now. Right. Uh so I think that as a black woman creating, we can make an extra effort to just let her cook. Um, you know, there's people we don't bother at all. Like, for instance, where the fuck is Kendrick Lamar? And, and, and again, Has anyone heard from Kendrick? No, and Kendrick has always been the same way. You, you'll hear from Kendrick three days before his album comes out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he just throws some shit at you, does a little bit of... Might do a little bit of touring about it. He'll, yeah. he'll do a couple of pop-up shows and go the fuck away. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I agree. Just put your shit out and let people deal with it however they're going to deal with it and go back to doing what you're doing. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, all I have to say, the Fenty show was bomb. 
Shout out to people from Team Oz who were looking out for your boy to get to the bottom of uh, the the size availability. <laughs> Y'all know, I man, I'm a regular nigga. I don't wear high. I don't wear high fashion shit. They, somebody was like, "Well, you know, maybe you know, you could look at the size chart, and it will probably man." Mm. I I know what's I know what size my shirts are. Yes, I know what size my my shoes are, and I know generally what size my pants are. Pants are tricky, but yeah, pants are a little tricky. There's a, there's a general range, right? For them. And so anything else where I have to where I have to know my precise measurements and shit, Mm-mm. I'm I'm probably gonna be out of luck. Um, and this is why for most of my life, I don't really wear suits. Um, I don't wear nothing fancy. As far as I'm concerned, forces are dress shoes. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I, if I pull out my all white forces, that means the, the, the event meant a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that that's why the fanciest shit I buy is probably these little these fancy highfalutin shirts, compliments of uh, lit BKNY. Uh, that is a that is a small plug. Uh, no, they are not paying us. Shout out to shout out to Dave and Remy uh, with uh, with the lit shirts, lit BKNY on Instagram. If you if you're looking for them, uh, they got some dope shit. Um. What's up with a Chadwick shirt, Dave? Hmm. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Walter Mosley. Walter Mosley is going to become the first black man to receive the National Book Awards Lifetime Achievement Award. Nice. About goddamn time. Are you looking for? Are you looking for lit? I I found them. Okay, cool. Uh, definitely worth a follow. They got some good shirts. Um, yeah, about time, Walter Mosley. Um, this man been grinding. Yeah, this man is still putting books out. That's dope. I think he's still put. He might be still writing Easy Rollins stories. Shit, let's get it. And Walter Mosley's work has become a piece of the fabric in the history of kind of black pop culture. There's a there's a generation that you couldn't get through that generation not knowing Easy Rollins. Mm-hmm. Knowing Devil in the Blue Dress. Yep. Easy and Mouse. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it feels like we're always getting our due late. And it's going to be that way, and we know why. Um, it feels like we're always getting our due after the fact. And I'm glad he he's still living. Yeah, I'm glad he's got, he got to see it. To see to to see that come to fruition, because Octavia Butler is getting a lot of credit right now for somebody who was not around. Mm-hmm. Octavia Butler is getting all the praise now. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people that she paved the way for are getting a lot of credit. Yep. And she's not around to see that. And for your time to come too late. Is a sad thing. So shout out to Walter Mosley. Um, I have to. I probably have to up my collection now. And I think about it. Dope. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, we missed this last week. Aldous Hodge from the show City on a Hill, I believe it's called. And he's he's been in a few things actually. He was in Leverage on TNT. Yeah. 
he was de- he's definitely in the the joint the Showtime joint with Kevin Bacon. Um, and something else I can't think of uh, right now. I he was know. in Hidden Figures. He was in Hidden Figures. Yes. Sir. Uh, oh, he <laughs> was a straight out of Compton. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. MC Ren. Um, I I know that's probably not the highest on the you know. And, and you know what? On the For something that got so much critical acclaim, straight out of Compton kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Aldous Hodge, um, is has been casted in the DC movie universe as Hawkman. Nice. Uh, in the in the Black Adam movie, starring Dwayne Johnson, that I am more and more convinced that we will never see in our lifetime. We are going to see it. We're going to see it, man. Man, they've been they've been trying to crank this shit out for ten years. Yeah, I think I think they finally turned the corner on it, though. I think I said that five years ago. Also, it's strange that they turned the corner on it in a pandemic. Yeah, I I, I wore my sh- I wore my Black Adam shirt to Comic Con five years ago, uh, thinking. That it would be out the following year, and nobody knew who the fuck you who what the what the fuck you were talking they, about. They actually because uh, it was it was uh, there was a panel. Mm-hmm. It was the first panel that year. Um, it was called the Black Panel. Okay, and it had it was all black people. So um, some of the more notable people there were like Reggie Hutland, um, who I sat right behind. Okay, uh, Cree Summer, Eric Alexander. Cree uh, Summer's still gorgeous. Yeah, and a few other people whose names escape me now but they're they're all people that you would know yeah um and i stood up and asked a question and then uh reggie hullen acknowledged my black adam shirt (laughs) (laughs) did not offer me is that when you met tony easy coats same no i met tony easy coats at uh the emerald city comic con in seattle a couple years back um Stan Lathan was also there today. Ah, there you go. Okay. Thank you for Sana. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. You know, uh, you know, if y'all need somebody to write, what was your question, sir? Yeah. I got I got um I actually got invited to a panel to a to a panel recently for some shit that's gonna happen in like February. I kept telling them, look. <laughs> I I, did, I I got the invite through my editor at Black Nerd Problems. When I had name names on what the con is or whatever, but um, you know they they were like, "Oh man, you did such a great job writing this review," and you know they clearly kept up with my shit. Mm-hmm. They, I think it's like it's weird because I think it's like a Rick Reminder review, uh, a, a Rick Reminder panel, mm. which I don't feel remotely qualified to talk about, mm. even though I love all of his shit. Um. I'm, y'all will notice I'm always suffering from imposter syndrome. Um, but I, look, man. First of all, I was amazed, and this is right in the heat of the pandemic. Yeah, this is this is when the reopen was trying to happen, and everybody was like, "No." We talking like June. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they were like, um, "We were wondering if you wanted to come out. We'd love to have. We'd love to have you on our panel." And I was like, um, "Are we talking Zoom?" Right. <laughs> First of all, I'm unemployed at the moment. <laughs> so, me trying to fund a trip out to wherever you are, which in this case, I believe was like Arizona somewhere. Mm. Um, I just don't know if that's going to... I don't know. Like, nobody knows where they're going to be. Right. And, and every industry is in this kind of 
frenzy about not knowing where they're going to be. The con industry. San Diego Comic-Con is trying to happen. Did you read that article? San Diego Comic-Con is still trying to happen. They're, they're going to try. Are yeah. you insane? They're going to try. But, you know, everyone's, everyone's logic is, we don't know what it's going to look like. I know <laughs> that it'll be very difficult right now to convince me to be crammed with 150,000 other people in in a relatively small area. All them fucking harassment cases that happen, you can't get people to keep them hands to themselves when it's not a pandemic. And every single year I get some form of con crud regardless and that's, you know, right. being relatively safe and healthy whatever, but you, I feel so it, important it, though. In that environment you're going to catch something. Yes. You're going to catch. Like I said, 100%. regular concrete. By day three, I'm like, yeah. It's too many people. Yeah. Even just Comic Palooza here. Comic Palooza here is moderately sized. Yeah. It's too many fucking people. It's a lot of people. And and and, and I'll get the if I get the weekend off for it, I'll go Friday. I'll go Saturday. I will stay. I will go for a couple of hours Sunday and dedicate that just to. Diving through boxes, through yeah. comic boxes, yeah, and not talking to anybody, which will never happen. Which <laughs> will never happen. Someone will run yeah. from their booth and go, Oz, I have not seen you all weekend. Uh, shout out to David Anderson. I love him. Hey, Dave, what's up, Dave? Uh, I love his booth. I love his. I, I love his art style. I. You know what? I gotta holler at him about something actually, because I know he's gonna get on me about it. Because every time I see him, he goes, "When are you gonna have a booth here?" That's a good hey. That's, that's a, a good question. That's a valid question. That's a good question. Um, the answer is whenever I have overhead for my comic, I, <laughs> I want to be able to pay my. I want to be able to pay my artist. Um, and it's, I'll get into that one of these days later. It's because I'm seeing now as many comics as I crowdfund that just go ex- exclusively digital. Mm-hmm. There's less and less of an excuse. Um. Uh, but all that, all that going going full circle to say, um, Aldous Hodge has been uh, picked to be Hawkman, and the internet is a weird place. And I have to get out of a lot of these fucking black nerd groups that are driving me the fuck crazy. The only one I still I still actively fuck with because I like the people in there is BBC's mm-hmm. thing, the fantastic. I used um, to be in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like BBC. Shout out to him. Shout out to CJ. Illa. I don't think... I, ben may or may not be in there anymore. Uh, shout out to Ben over at... Uh, is it called For All Nerds now? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's For All Nerds now. Um, and the, the, Safe ne- the Safe Negro podcast. I think they do that one... Ex- <laughs> I think they do that one exclusively for Lovecraft Country stuff. Okay. Um... Anyway, yeah, I got to get out of a lot of these groups because a lot of them got pissed off. They were like, "Oh my God, they're casting Aldous Hodge as a as a white superhero, as a usually white superhero, and they're race bending." And I'm so tired of the race bending. And y'all, this is what happens when people who don't know shit about shit get together, create a group, and whine about things with no context. Anybody who knows anything about the character of Hawkman knows that Hawkman 
has ties to ancient Egypt. In which case, <laughs> when you look at the context and the history of the character, Hawkman might be one of the most egregiously race, racist characters ever created hmm. in the history of comic books. Hmm. He should have always been black. He had a past life where he was a fucking pharaoh. Hmm. And y'all are worried about why a traditionally white character ain't still traditionally white? This is DC writing a lot of wrongs here. The fact that Black Adam is being played by a half Samoan, half black wrestler is progress in itself. Right. Why yeah. y'all want white people to be in ancient Egypt so bad? That's what happened in the comics. A lot of shit happened in the comics. Do you know who the Mandarin was in the comics? Mm. An evil Chinese warlord who wanted to rid the world of all techno all technology inspired by Chairman Mao. Did y'all really want that version? An evil Chinese warlord? <laughs> y'all would have been mad. Y'all would have been pissed. Y'all want to see that Fu Manchu looking shit? By the way, it's probably coming with Shang-Chi though. At 100%. Yeah. It, absolutely. I'm sure, that, but it, I'm sure there's research being involved, and yeah. they're, they're going to find a way to do that tasteful. Yeah, Marvel is not going to—they're not going to make him look like Confucius. They can't afford to. No, not ten years in the game. And, and Marvel, not to get on Marvel, but Marvel—Marvel's been very good about about being sensitive to those things. They—they they have teams of people. Where and even where they've been weak, they've been improving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Shout out to Aldous Hodge. I've been wanting him to get in more stuff. Yeah. Honestly, before Chadwick Boseman's name came up, he was my pick as the Black Panther. Really? Honestly. Oh, okay. Honestly, he's got the physicality. Yeah. Um, he's definitely got the intensity. I can I could see it. I'm not I'm not having the conversation with you niggas about replacing Chadwick Boseman. Nope. So that's not my pick for that. We're not doing it. I'm not having that conversation with you niggas because you niggas are not intellectually capable of having that conversation without it devolving <laughs> into bullshit uh moving on it's now time for drake watch oh man uh, where where we dedicate a segment to what six god is doing who six god is doing it with and whether or not there are coded messages to rihanna in it there are almost definitely coded messages to rihanna in it after that savage fenting show yes um the long and short of it is that Drake might have been might have used to date SZA. Uh, apparently, apparently there were coded messages in in this song on Bryson, Bryson Tiller's, Tiller's album. album. Yeah, Bryson Tiller's album kind of goes. Yeah. I, I I mean we've been waiting. A, he's another one that's been shout that out, hasn't been putting out a lot of yeah, shit. Shout out to Baby Drake. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Great Value Drake. <laughs> Um, Hill Country Fair Drake. Hill Country Fair <laughs> Turkey Hill Drake. <laughs> up and up Drake. Flavor Aid Drake. <laughs> Not Flavor Aid. <laughs> uh, Wyler's Drake. Wow. Oh, man. You remember Wyler's, bro. Wyler's was so trash. Damn. Oh, that's, that was just. Ugh. You, ever, you, you ever remember going to a friend's house when you were little? You know, you used to drink a Kool Aid in the home. You go to your friend's house and you you drink what appears to be Kool Aid. You like, what is this? What the fuck is this? It's a little different. 
Oh, we drink wireless over here. Ah, so you just drink purple. Can I just have some water then? <laughs> just, yeah, just give me water. That was the first time I realized that colors had taste. <laughs> this is not cherry. This is red. Man was giving us cancer at the same time. Uh, 100%. I blame every headache I ever get now on the fact that I may or may not have drank have drank Weiler's. That's a lot of yellow, um, yellow number five. Uh, yeah, Drake used to. Yeah, Drake apparently was trying to give up the tea that he used to date Scissor. Who has Drake not fucked? My God, Serena Williams. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Um, maybe Tiffany Haddish if you believe her story. Uh, Rihanna. And depending on who you ask, because some of the women were like, "Oh, well, he keeps fucking up with each of these women." Um, let me tell you something about niggas like Drake. That's what he wants you to think. Look, if I'm young, rich, and light-skinned. You remember Too Fast and Too Furious where they had the little, they had the little, the little ejector seat hooked up to the NOS tank? Yeah. Man. That's what, see, that's what he wants you to think. He wants you to think with all his music and his, the context of him that he is just incapable of a long-term relationship, that is some bullshit. No, Drake is a man with options. He is a man with options. He's exercising people, those options very well. Men are dumb, but we are also not so dumb. Yeah. That nigga, I'm telling you, as somebody who has questioned whether or not he is, he is capable of a long-term relationship, I'm telling you the genuine that nigga is 100% capable of a long-term relationship. He just doesn't want to. That is correct. And every time it looks like one of these women wants to get stuck on him, he starts manufacturing some fuck shit. Ejecto Cito. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He not fooling me. And whenever we... And, I'm, and listen, whenever we... Niggas be trying to tell y'all. Not the fuck niggas. Fuck niggas think everybody's just like them. <laughs> I'm telling you as a nigga who has watched who has watched fuck niggas do their thing. This nigga ain't fooling nobody. No, nobody at all. And that's why he that's why he switched lanes and went to somebody who stays who another somebody who stays in the house and minds their fucking business. Like SZA. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about SZA might thirst trap on IG once in a while, and God love her for it. But you you never hear about SZA being out and about. No, not at all. SZA mind no fucking business, and he Drake thought that was the lane for him. And this is just my theory. SZA is what Summer Walker should be. Uh, yeah. And I leave it there. <laughs> yeah, SZA is what Summer Walker is in that Summer Walker lane, except SZA is smart. Uh, SZA knows when and when not to have thoughts outside of music. <laughs> In Summer Walker's case, the answer is never. SZA actually has a brain on it, brain in her head. Summer Walker has, I don't know, I I don't have a word mm. for it. Um, but yeah, Drake just Drake really be sticking and moving, bro. Hey, and nobody stops Exce- except for once. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> At least one time this did not work out yeah. the way he wanted it to. Um, 
And depending on who you ask, this is all this is all really to get his mind off of Rihanna. And who can blame him? If I had Rihanna, there never I'd never be capable of being in a long term relationship ever again. Uh, you know, and 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 I, I speak on these things. D. Randall cannot speak on it. D. Randall's a married man. Notice I'm noticeably quiet. Right. D. Randall's a married man. Um, we're trying to keep him married. Um, I suspect as development continues in the the Oz podcast universe, <laughs> uh, interaction and will be limited on. Opinions while black after dark, which is what I am actually planning for at this moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be there. I, I, I'll, right, I, sure. I, I'll see what's going on. I'm just like, okay, yeah. Let me let me just hit the couple buttons. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll do a little bit of that, and uh, we keep it moving. And just, right, yeah, it's all good. Um, so yeah, that. Drake Drake's repertoire is really getting up there, and one of these days we're gonna look back, and all you and all you people are talking about how he's just failing in these relationships. He's not failing; he's accomplishing his mission. Common might be failing. Yeah, Common Common be falling in love and shit. Common's just stupid. Yeah. I, that's different. Common ain't got a brain as fucking. <sighs> uh, Common is a himbo. Damn. You can't be a pass around if you're Damn. volunteering to be passed around. Common just gets passed around. Damn. Drake is a is a wolf in pass arounds clothing. That might be the that might be the title of this podcast. Wolf in pass around clothing. Um writing that down now. <laughs> um what else what else we got going on? Oh, okay. On a serious note, Delonte West. Okay, Mark Cuban found Delonte West. And some of you that don't know, Delonte West used to play for the Cavs, and then it was just the Cavs. He played for the Cavs. He he did play for the Mavericks. Okay, for a he while, did play for the Mavericks, and then right. a couple of other teams as well. I think the Celtics. In uh, in the past few years, Delonte West. Um, has had some mental health issues, mm-hmm. and uh, through twist of fate, these things happen. Ended up homeless on the street, and uh, Mark Cuban has found him and is getting him help. The big mystery here, and it's not—I won't call it a big mystery per se—but the big mystery here is. This is not new. Delonte right. West has been spotted right. on the street, homeless, clearly disheveled, for years. At yeah. least two or three years now. This has been a this has been a, a repeated point of contention that comes up every once and then in the blogs. Somebody fil- somebody recognizes him and films him and puts him on social media, and nobody said shit. Now, normally I am in the lane of fuck Mark Cuban. Fuck the Dallas Mavericks. And fuck Dallas in general. And fuck Dallas really in general as a whole, as a as a label, as a crew. But this is a stand-up moment, and I'm not trying to take away from that, but I guess my question is, why did it take this long? 
I can't believe that someone like Delonte West didn't make connections and friendships within the community, within the league, where he would have just slipped through the cracks and now he's just out on the street wilding or whatever. Yeah. That seems amazing to me. Yeah. Oh, and, and on the other side of that, um, you know, having had some experience with people who've um, experienced a few different mental health issues, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. people who've been manic or people who've been bipolar uh, or even borderline, it, it, it could have very well been that, you know, he's he's been in a state where even if people have offered to help, he's either resisted it or disappeared. It's, it's very possible. I've actually, I've actually seen that happen where um, somebody's offered help and then you don't see them for three or four months. And next time you see them, they're much worse for wear than they were before. But it's, it's really sad that, um, like you said, um, there are people, there are people at least in the league, who have resources that could help them. Now, again, we don't know if that was extended or not, but um, it's it's good that Mark Cuban is doing this. Hopefully he finally gets the the true help that he needs and, and hopefully can, can get that under order because... Agreed. You just, you just hate to see that to anybody, and I, I've you know that's true. And even though he's a basketball player, I, I've seen that happen to just quote unquote regular people. Yeah, and it's it's still unfortunate. My my neighbor growing up, who's a few, probably he's probably ten years older than me. Um, you know, when we were all young, he was, you know, he was like a black belt in whatever martial art, karate, I think is what he did. He also trained dogs. He he trained. Um, guard dogs, like for HPD. Okay. When he was when he was a teenager, so he was, he was very good at, at at those things. And then unfortunately, he uh, crack crack happened, uh, followed by a series of mental health issues. And mm-hmm. um, even now, I still I still see him from time to time. He's in his, I guess he's in his fifties now. Maybe can't really right. tell. I don't know if crack has an age, so to speak. Um, and he's even said that there were times where, because of that, he would just he would just he would literally disappear from himself for weeks at a time. He would he would remember one day being here, and then five or six weeks later, he would be somewhere else and have no recollection of what happened over the last month. That's so, crazy. I'm just and like. And, and, you know, I guess we meet people like that in our day-to-day lives. And, you know, people, families have that, that, that older person in their family that might have dementia mm-hmm. that will, you know, that will be able to drive and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get out and the next thing you know, you're getting a call at work Yeah. that this person has taken the car and gone missing. Right. And fortunately, you know, a lot of times families have enough reference to be able to be like, oh, I know where he went, and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to track them down. And that's getting easier now with technology and shit. But it, I guess I guess in that regard, it's easy to see how someone could slip through the cracks. Um, and that's fair. I, but yeah, like you said, the important thing is that hopefully he's getting the help that he needs and that this is kind of a road back uh, 
for him and putting his life together. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully his family is looking out for him. Uh, so, oh, uh, I guess that, I guess we can call that a prayers up. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully there's some peace of mind happening there. Um, also speaking of prayers up, prayers up to, uh, Chrissy Teigen. Mm, yeah. Um, I didn't know whether I wanted to mention this at all, but since it's out there and since it's, and since it happened and it's horrible, um, the least we can do is be kind of sympathetic to that, um, apparently Chrissy Teigen, uh, lost her baby. Yeah. Uh, had a mis miscarriage there. So prayers up for that. That that's a horrible thing to have to go through. So prayers up to the family. Yeah. Having having known people that have gone through, gone through that, it is it, it it is devastating. And it's not it, and it's not something you heal from overnight. Right. Um, there's a lot of psychological. There's a lot of potential for psychological issues to happen there. Hopefully that's not the case. So prayers up for her and for John. Um, Hopefully, some semblance of normalcy can come back into their lives. It won't happen overnight, but I hope it happens for them sooner than later. Um, what else is going on? Oh, um, podcaster Rodimus Prime. Mm. Rod, a.k.a. the black guy who tips. Thought I was the only one. <laughs> Damn it. Um, the black guy who tips just got a Spotify deal. Well, shit. Uh, you know, he does a weekly kind of cut up uh, niggatry podcast <gasps> with him and his wife. Niggatry? Niggatry. Niggatry is powerful on that end of black Twitter. Unlike what we, well, yeah, much unlike what we do. Yeah. I, I would imagine. <laughs> right. just, just, yeah, you know, we, you know we, we try to class up the joint over here. <laughs> um, yeah, he just got a Spotify deal. So you can see where the podcast wars are shoring up their bases. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the 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 uh, rise of the Joe Budden network in response to Charlemagne's Black Effects network mm-hmm. has definitely um, put a lot of these uh, major distributors on notice. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of these uh, major DSPs on notice. So, yeah, picking up somebody who's been in the game for... I'm gonna say ten years or more, at least ten years. Yeah, actually, I follow I follow him on Twitter. Which He's, yes, I actually I actually do occasionally look at Twitter, y'all. Um, yeah, I, that's that's a, if you're at all involved in Black Twitter, that's definitely a name you're gonna see pretty regularly. Yeah, he was definitely hilarious with the live tweets. Um, yeah, he's a funny dude, and his wife's and his wife's funny too. So, um. Shout out to them! Congratulations to them. Um, we go ahead. We, uh, let's go ahead and hit them with the air horns. Oh, yeah, they, they deserve it. Um, so yeah, it's it. it I guess now it's going to be very interesting to see the draft. That's why I call it the draft, where you know some of these people that have been at the top of the uh, at the top of the Chitlin circuit or at the top of their their lane. Are getting brought are getting brought up to the major leagues. Yeah. Um, so uh, the lesson behind that is, if you are creative right now, this is your time. Do it. This is your time. Don't just even just do it. Just don't even think about it. Just just start doing it. You don't even have to do it well. Just start doing it. Just start doing it now. I agree. 
and going into 2021 and then this Q4 of 2020, I've said it before on here. I'll say it again. If you live in Houston and you have an interest and you think and you think you have a podcast on your on your mind that could easily come to fruition, get at me. I will produce your first episode. There we go. I will produce your first episode and help you have something from the man himself. I'm not tra- I, I'm not traveling outside of Houston for this shit. I'm barely traveling in Houston for this shit because <laughs> uh, we are in a pandemic. But I will work out something. Don't be like Oz and wait a year. Do it now. It's true. Don't be like me and wait a year. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, speaking of pandemic, <clears throat> Cam Newton. Cam Newton, yeah. uh, quarterback for the Patriots, um, has tested positive for COVID. In my head, if he has tested positive for COVID, that means several of the niggas that in that organization. The whole team got it. Got it. Um, in addition, there's been an outbreak among the Tennessee Titans, so they had to postpone their game. Y'all, and, and again, I hate, to, I hate to keep hitting the I told you so button, but... Man, we knew this shit wasn't going to work. Football is actively, proudly taking less precautions than the NBA. And honestly, the NBA, I, I have to say, I feel like the NBA went off with a hit without a hitch, except for a couple of hiccups here and there. Just a couple. And But they addressed them very quickly, and you haven't heard about any outbreaks. At all. Whatsoever. Even when the side pieces came in. Even right, even when they started bringing work in to the bubble, <laughs> or going out of the bubble for the work, yeah. Roy, who's that? Roy Williams? Uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Yeah. Lou Williams went out for some wings at a strip club, and he had to know, sit down for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? And so, in my mind, because that went off more or less without a hitch, I feel like. The, bu- the NBA bubble scenario should be the baseline. That should be the... that If you're not that committed to keeping your players safe, mm-hmm. then you're not committed at all. Yeah. That's how I feel. And it's showing. It's showing. Y'all, you know, y'all... Look, everybody wants normalcy, y'all. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants shit to be the way that it was. But as you're seeing, you can't take shortcuts. You can't. You can't force that shit. You know, y'all are especially not with a contact sport. Has, I can't stress that enough. It has twenty-two people on the field at one time. I, I that blows my mind that a contact sport would take less precaution to keep their players uninfected mm. than the NBA. And I'm surprised, but I also shouldn't be surprised because this is kind of par for the course for the NFL. The NFL is always going to power forward with the mindset of money first. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is my feeling that that is a setup for failure. Yes. That is a setup for failure in this climate. That is a setup for failure at a time when, and I I harped on this a little bit last week, when black people have shown you 
how fragile life is for us on a day-to-day basis, mm. you would think that if you that you would think that somebody that's socially conscious, somebody that just is in the know, would say to themselves, "I can't protect my look. I can't protect my investment. I can't protect my players." From the awfulness of the world, um, I'm going to do my absolute damnness to protect them from the things that I can protect them from, mm-hmm. which is sickness, which yeah. is disease. Yes, that should be a basic thing that, that has that people should have no problem with taking every precaution for in America. That's like the first thing that I, you should I, look at. That should be a basic matter. When when any football team takes the field, there there are forty five people on the football team on one team, and then you probably got another twenty to twenty five personnel, uh, maybe more involved with it. You could easily have a hundred people on each side of the field lining up for one football game. Right. So you you got to you got you got to understand that you have to take these precautions for now even with the nba like the, the the bubble was so well designed that they didn't have a bench they had a bench area where each each person had their own individual seat with a stall their own towel their own gatorade thing right and they were all seated like six to eight feet apart even though again even though they're in a bubble environment where nobody in theory is coming in or coming out of it they still took those precautions and it worked very well why you know you guys are playing in empty stadiums and those stadiums are enormous there's a lot that you can do uh for the safety anyway it, to it, keep people safe and socially distanced yes i yes. think it's, i think it's just on brand for the nfl it's just and, on brand for a trash organization and they're, and they're just clueless and it's like they're proud to be clueless you know someone is a big fan of the nfl and it and it shows. Where's Jay Z? It's mm. where's Jay Z? Look, he gave y'all J Lo. He gave y'all Shakira. Okay, <laughs> that was his contribution to the culture. Y'all said y'all said social justice. Y'all didn't say shit about science. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we we, we yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't here to talk to y'all about the pandemic. These I just, are the people that he wants to lie down with. I just okay. said we were beyond kneeling. Right. All right. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, let me let me not let me not start the Jay Z slander back up. At least not this week. Mm. Um. So one thing I wanted to highlight just very quickly. Um. Again, Donald Trump has COVID, <gasps> and the day after, not even the day after. The first thing I noticed was the onslaught of Donald Trump's name, of Donald Trump jokes, of arguments about whether or not Mike Pence is going to be our next president. Um, all over the all over the news feed, just everything. Trump, 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 Trump. And for me, who is perpetually burnt out on Trump, <laughs> I wrote down just a few things that you can possibly do. To slow the spread of Trump all over your fucking news feed. Thank you. Just a few. You can post Megan Thee Stallion's Saturday Night Live performance. 
because it was incredible. Because it was incredible. Because Megan Thee Stallion is maybe one of the finest women ever on earth. Mm. <laughs> because Savage is kind of an addictive little song. And because at the end of because at the end of her Savage performance, she basically sends out a big fuck you to Daniel Cameron. The know nothing, fucked up hairline having ass attorney general in Louisville. Mm. Who sold out uh, the memory of Breonna Taylor. Um, and there was a quote that goes out oh, that that goes out during the song that says Daniel Cameron is basically just like those niggas, the, those sellout niggas that uh, sold us into slavery. I mean, no lies detected. Where is the lie? Where is no the lies lie? detected? Not one. A uh, whole Scooby-Doo gang went out on a search party <laughs> and could not find any trace of the lie. Or a decent hairline. Yeah. Or a decent hairline. Shout out to Zach the Black Ranger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Zach the Black Ranger had the most fucked up haircut of all time. No, I just that was bad. It was bad. That was bad even by 90s standards. I've seen him at enough Comic-Cons to see that it's still the same way. Oh, no. It's, it's, that, it's a choice. Hair, oh. it, hairline is a choice. Come on, Walter Jones. Hairline is a choice. Come on, man. You got to... Man, man, you got to represent a little better than that. You be doing these cons now. Your name is back out there. I saw Walter Jones in an episode of Boomerang, the TV show. Wow. What does hairline look like? Where he stayed trying. You know, I didn't pay enough attention to the hairline. <laughs> I think he had a hat on. But, by the way, Boomerang Season 2 had a, was really good about paying constant homage to the 90s on the young millennial side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really appreciate that, but yeah, man, come on, Walter Jones, you gotta you gotta represent better than that. We can't be out here with these fucked up hairlines, bro. You know there there are people there are people really changing the game with quality hairlines in sci fi fantasy. Most notably, Grey Worm from Game of Thrones, yeah, had the flyest shape up ever in Westeros. He had a Caesar. That man, that he got the straight razor. <laughs> They took their time. They went and found them a black barber to come on set mm-hmm. and gave him the straight razor. I was just waiting for the half moon. You know what I'm saying? Real talk, man. I, but then again, if I was filming as constantly with a naked Natalie Emanuel, I'd probably make sure my shit was on point at all Also times, true. Too. He got to see a naked Natalie Emanuel and a naked... Um, What's her name? Uh, uh, Mother Amelia of Dragons. Clark's. Amelia yes. Clark, yeah, she. I, you know what? I, you know, I, I didn't. I never gave her enough credit while the show was on. Amelia Clark, fine as hell. Yeah, um, there was a lot of fine women on that show. Um, too bad it petered out at the end. Um, yeah. So you, so you can, you can do Megan Thee Stallion's Saturday Night Live performance. You can post that on your news feed. Uh, that's entertaining. You can share links. Lovecraft Country has, I forgot what the website is. Uh, I'll probably post it at some point on the social media. Lovecraft Country, there are some nice people that are not directly tied to the show. Mm -hmm. But they create a syllabus 
for every episode of Lovecraft Country. Damn. So you can have historical context to some of just the little Easter eggs placed throughout the show. That's dope. Um, and every every episode seems that there was an episode, I think it was episode three maybe, where they had a little boy in a, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, a little boy with a very familiar outfit on and they were, the, the kids were playing with the Ouija board, of course away from the parents because, <laughs> you know, don't bring that evil in this house. Um, and he asked the Ouija board, am I going to have fun on my trip? And the answer was no. And the little boy taking the trip was none other than Emmett Till. Damn. And a lot of people missed that. That's actually kind of dark. That's fucking crazy. That's kind of dark. And, and, and it was dark in a darkest fuck episode. Shit. What the fuck is it with this show in elevators? Anyway, anyway. Also, how did Parker Brothers get away with releasing a Ouija board as a game? Right? That's still some right? wild shit to me. There is some shit that, that people came up with back in the day that if, if that went through a pitch meeting now, would not tread water. I keep telling people, married with children <laughs> would not tread water now. No. They no. have a whole running joke about Al Bundy's favorite show, Psycho Dad. Where he beats, where the, the lyrics of the theme song are, hit his woman with a frying pan. He man, woman's haters club. Wait, no, that, that wasn't that show. No, that's Little no. Rascals. It was No Ma'am. No Ma'am. No yes. Ma'am, yeah. That was the name of the organization. Yes. Their little water buffalo club. No Ma'am. You know, it featured a no good stay at home wife, <laughs> a slutty blonde daughter, and a, and a shiftless. <laughs> Underdeveloped son, who tried to hit on everyone. As a as a young man, as a as a as a young man that wasn't even a teenager when Married with Children came out, here's the one thing that got past me the whole time that fucked me up as an adult. Marcy, uh, there we go. The next door neighbor. I don't know if she was supposed to be characterized as kind of a as a as a. a a stereotypical lesbian. She was a, she was supposedly a closet lesbian. She was according a closet to lesbian, and her her original husband Steve, who was a pushover, mm-hmm. who did not come back the next season. <laughs> they replaced him with the with the dude from Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. who this is the part that I never knew as a as a kid was just good looking and knew she was gay, and was just there for the money. Yeah. Because she had a bunch of money, and he was just a fucking gigolo. Yeah. And he got along way better with Al Bundy. That show would not happen. That show would this... not tread water no. now. Not ever. Even the, even the watered-down version that the, C, that the WB tried to get away with, Unhappily Ever After, oh, that was with just... the hot redhead daughter, yeah, that was and just... Bobcat Goldthwait as the, as, the, as the puppet that was talking to the man. That would not tread water either. Um, I'm gonna go through. I mean, you know what he's saying? I'm gonna go through and do a list of uh, shit that would not tread water now. Uh, so yeah, let's see the SNL performance. You can do. The, I, I would say any, almost any show from the '80s or early '90s. Facts, facts. Uh, Turbo Teen. <laughs> none, none of that shit. Um, let's see Megan's performance. Uh, Love Lovecraft Country syllabus. 
Oh, the other thing you can do is you can post pictures of your merch. Yes. You can post pictures of your Opinions While Black merch that I'm sure you have purchased by now. And you can explain to people where you got it from, why you bought this shirt, and that you are and that you are donating money, basically, to uh, creating a better podcast, a, a, a better podcast for black people and or people of indigenous and people of color. Um, on an unrelated note, Modern Family is an alternate alternate dimension version of Married with Children. <laughs> That's for another it. episode. <laughs> I believe it. That's for another episode. I would, man, I would, I would totally watch that wife walking around in Peggy Bundy outfits. It is a, one hundred percent. It is a multiverse <laughs> version. I'm not gonna lie to you. As far as white women went as a kid, I kind of felt like Peggy Bundy could have got it. Oh, definitely. Peggy Bundy could have got that work. Definitely. I'll tell you. All the way through Sons of Anarchy. Facts. Facts. Well, no, she lost a little bit of her luster in Sons of Anarchy only because she made decisions that ranged from oblivious to clueless to just downright supervillain. Yeah. Gemma, Gemma Teller made the most fucked up decisions of any character I've ever seen. <laughs> My God, I I was waiting by the, by like season three. I was waiting on somebody to just take her out when she killed her own daughter in law. You know, not only her own daughter in law, but the cop. Oh yeah, the black cop. Yeah, the cool ass black yeah. cop. Yeah, that was what fucked me up. Was that you were just getting to like him? Damn it, that black cop was cool to the motherfucker. I know where I, I I can't think of where I've seen him before, but yeah. That, that black cop was cool than a motherfucker. You thought he was. You thought he was just a square, a square arrow, but he really understood what the fuck was going on. And just when you start, just when you start getting a little used to him, dumbass Gemma yeah. loses it and fucking kills her own daughter-in-law. Man, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, I, I have a I man. I have a whole dissertation I could go into about Sons of Anarchy. And the the foolish decisions the woman characters make. Um, how, how did Jax Teller keep his air forces so clean? Clean. That is the biggest mystery of that show. Clean. You out there riding dirt uh, motorcycles everywhere in the fucking desert, and 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 killing and multiple stomping, people, stomping niggas out in white air forces. The first episode, he stopped he stopped a nigga out and beat him to death with a pool stick, covered in blood. First episode. Not a drop on them. Not a horses. drop on them forces, bruh. Jax Teller was on point. He he had a he had well. I mean, they had enough money. He had hella kicks in the house. Yeah. He if if that was if that was more on real life, he'd have been one of these niggas that has the like Jesus. Yeah. He has the whole wall of kicks. Just all white. Air all forces. white. <laughs> um. I guess that's a good time. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up.
And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, Randall's being healthy. I have to. Randall's being healthy. Um, being uh, all vegan over here. Well, not vegan. No, that's not. He's not being vegan. Um, I just. It feels like he's being vegan because I am definitely over here uh, <laughs> getting mad saucy. You putting put the dent in that whiskey lemonade. I really am, man. I got to tell you. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We have uh we have an entry. Um, now she made this. She made this public. Um, I I found this on Facebook. Um, I guess we could call her a friend of the show, technically. Um, I know Randall's working for Candace. Oh yeah, what up, Candace? Um, everyone that listens to this show is a friend of the show. It's true. Everyone that listens to the show, I consider anybody that just kind of knows who I am a friend of the show. Um, Candace is definitely a friend. Uh, I. We got retweeted by one of the Lovecraft Country writers. I consider her a friend of the show. Let's go! Shout out to Shannon. Um, I swear I'm going to start listening to the the podcast. Um, Candace uh, had a little. Uh, she came well. She came across this. Um, she reposted it's a story about racism at a local. I don't know what to call this place. Actually, a local weird haberdashery nerd spot called the Magic Cauldron. Mm. Um, well, on Montrose? On Montrose, yes. Used to be Phoenix Comics. Rest in peace to Phoenix Comics. Oh, damn. That was Phoenix Comics. That was Phoenix Comics, yes. Damn it. I remember, um, man, in the last days of Phoenix Comics, they they let me, the last week that it was open, they let me go in the back hey and they let me pick any comics that they had in back stock let's go 50 percent off the cover price that's when you know you're dealing with houston vip man i bought 500 dollars worth of comics god damn and they allowed me to write a check <laughs> i have spent quite a bit of money on comics in my day and they said, this check might not go through for 30 days. Is that okay? I was like, that would actually be preferable. <laughs> because I don't have $500 right now. <laughs> so, shout out to Phoenix. Recipes Phoenix Comics. Little history for you. I digress. Um, now it's the Magic Cauldron. Yes. Now it's the Magic Cauldron where you can get all kinds of... I don't know. I, I, all I know it for is the is their collection of swords. They, sell, they basically sell accessories for witches and wizards. That sounds about right. Uh, like I say, I just go straight for the swords. <laughs> uh, just a little insight on kind of nigga I am. Um, yeah, she reposted this story from Daniel Renfro, which is which says, "Don't support the Magic Cauldron in Montrose." I went to I went into the store today to buy some sage for my house, and while I was and while I was there, I witnessed the owner having an extremely uncomfortable conversation with a black man. About why the black man should support the police. This is already going a place that. <laughs> <laughs> um, conversations you wouldn't expect to run into in the Magic Cauldron. 
The conversation started when the owner asked what the man I asked the man what he thought about his thin blue line bumper sticker. Oh boy. That he, he, asked, asked, he asked a customer? Yeah, what he what he thought about his thin blue line bumper sticker that he has on his car in support of the police. After being rung up for my sage, and after the black man had left, the owner made a comment to the woman with black hair that works there and uh that the black man who had just left was a good black person because he, quote, didn't seem like one of the aggressive ones. Wow. When she asked the owner what the man did for a living, the owner said that he thought he was probably a dope dealer. (laughs) Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my God. I told them both they were racist as I walked out of the store. After driving down the road for a bit, I turned around so I could return my sage because I couldn't stomach giving their racist business any of my money. When I came inside the store and announced my intention to return the sage I had just bought from them, the woman immediately started yelling at me about how mad she was at me for calling her a racist and that she, was, and, and, that she and the owner of the store were not racist. When I repeated back to the owner what she what he had said about the black man after he had left the store the owner tried to pass it off as a joke they kept yelling at me throughout throughout our interaction while i was in the process of getting my money back for the sage i had just bought okay that's i I was waiting for us to get to the important part did you get your shit back after i received my money back there we go i told them i would never do business with them again and i would warn others not to do so so please do not support the racists who own the magic cauldron if anyone has rec- recommendations of any non-racist places, preferably black, independent, black indigenous uh, POC-owned, uh, in or near Houston, where people can buy witch supplies, please drop them in the comments of this post. Uh, so yeah, if you have, if you know of anywhere uh, where you can buy, um, I guess th- that kind of holistic stuff. Um, Go ahead and shout us. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, we'll. Uh, I will. I will amplify that for you. Um, this is fucking. This 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 went left fast. This would have been a good time for her to have a shirt that said "Eat a black owned dick." Eat a black owned dick. Coming soon. Um, it's coming, y'all. Uh, no pun intended. But yeah, it's 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 um. It's 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 almost it's almost hilarious to me. How misinformed and how corny and how dated people's references are when they try to refer a to us as racist. He's probably a dope dealer. Like, wow, that's I can't even get SoundCloud rapper. Like, damn, that's so eighties. That's hella eighties. Like, how many dope dealers are coming into a witch store? He went to. You know what? By the way. That's the benefit. I bet he's an old millennial who went to Dare class and paid attention. He's one of like the three people who paid attention in Dare class. I bet he's a dude with, who's bald on top but has a ponytail. <laughs> he's comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. This is radioactive man number one. No, you cannot have it. Like, man, just what the fuck? Y'all like, gotta, y'all and, gotta. And then you know, you always know the racists because they get angrier about you calling them racist than than they should be about the points they were trying to make. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, they're not even defending their points anymore. This is how did you call me a racist? You have racist views. I no, I ain't give. I ain't even give them that. No, you a racist motherfucker. No, I'm saying, how are you a racist? Because you have racist, racist views, views and you, you say said, racist shit. You said some racist shit. Well, that, you know, be that as it may. Fuck out of here. How are you gonna call me a racist? You know that that's the kind of shit that they're on. My God. People are wild, man. I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to say about that well, anymore. I'm glad that I haven't been there since Phoenix Comics closed. Real talk, and I'm gonna stop fucking with them at the cons because you know they always got a booth at the cons. Yeah, where they sell all their what I sell all their swords and shit. Mm. I was gonna buy that. They they had a good sort of omens replica at one point, but you can get that almost well, anywhere. Y'all just lost somebody to Amazon. You might win. I was going to say you definitely did. Not even that. You they got the I didn't know they the real good replicas are on Etsy. Mm. Cuz I have a couple of swords that I want uh for my man cave. Uh definitely Jon Snow sword. Mm. That shit is clean than a motherfucker. Um thank you Candace for amplifying that post. Man, let me tell you something. I don't always agree with Candace, but let me tell you something. She be out here in the shit. She yeah. be in the fight, bro. Um, yeah, so if you know, so if you know her, shout out to her, man. I really, I really do, I, I really do respect her mindset. I respect where she. I respect that she is so community minded. Um, I would not have found this story. Um, so yeah, kudos yeah. to her. Also, um, if you are a business owner, especially of a retail establishment, don't ask me my views on shit ever. Ask me if I found everything okay. And let's leave it at that. Barely ask me that. That and that's that's once I've made it to the register. I'll say what you one time while I'm in your store. Yeah. Do you get to ask me that shit? I don't even need I don't even ask for help when I if, if I can't find it, I'm too stubborn to ask for I, I it's, it's, they don't have it here. One hundred percent. Did you ask anybody? Nah, they don't have it. I'm good. I'm I'm pretty well trained enough in retail that i can i'm pretty good at finding my way around yeah um it when you've worked in retail long enough most things are pretty intuitive right and if they're not i shouldn't be finding them right you need to improve on the intuitiveness of your store yeah but yeah looking at you third planet but i said it man third planet bro third I, i have so no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it today but I will. Yeah, there are One things, day. There are things that I will say offline. <laughs> as, a, as a former longtime customer of Third Planet. Same, same. They, 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 they drove me to the, big, to the big box comics. Yeah. They drove me to the big box comics. Who does that? The, yeah. The, uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it offline. We will definitely talk about that I, I don't. I don't want to give them the shine on that. One hundred percent. Yeah, man. Don't don't ask me about your little. Don't ask me about. Don't ask me about your blue line bumper sticker. Don't ask me about shit that you might even think that I agree with. At just, all. Just ask me. Would you like a bag with this? Don't assume shit. Would just, you like your receipt in the bag or in your hand? Don't ask me how my day is going. None mm-hmm. of that shit. I'm here. Bring, I'm, I'm here. That's how and, my day is going. Yeah, I'm here and I don't have COVID. <laughs> Ring me up. Put the shit in my bag, please. Um. Let's see. We oh, um, the, the debate. Did you watch any of the debate? I intentionally did not. Okay. I love myself too much, but I did watch the highlights. Okay. Um, couple of highlights from the debate. Um, I'm I'm scrolling through now so I can remind myself. 
oh, random reminder, Tory Lanez can't fight. Oh, yeah. Mass that, <laughs> mass that nigga if you see him. Um, okay. So, of course, of, of course, the main, the, the, the big draw that everybody took is that Donald Trump refused to denounce white supremacists mm-hmm. or white supremacist actions mm-hmm. at these protests. Um, he danced around it. I, I had no reason to think that he would that he would take this time to denounce white supremacy. Right. Um, David Deuce has been banned off of Twitter. That's probably good enough for him. He'll probably cite that at the next debate. Um, and he told the Proud Boys, "Stand back, stand down." To stand by and stand back, yeah, or stand, stand by, back stand down, stand, yeah. something like that. Uh. Stand some, down and stand by. That's what it right. was. Some of that Hitler youth shit. Um, and honestly, that is not... Even though that is terrifying and obviously horrific, that's not the biggest takeaway I got from the debate, to be honest with you. The biggest takeaway I got from the debate... Uh, Scott Woods put this a little better than I could, and it's the God's honest truth. Is that... We have... In this point, during the pandemic, during all the Black Lives Matter stuff, the Breonna Taylor stuff, the Ahmaud Arbery stuff, everything has gone on the past six months. The needle on policing and or defunding the police has not really moved much. Because what I took from the debate was that Donald Trump's view on 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 policing is... Stay the course, and that Joe Biden's view on policing is stay the course, but additional funding and more money, which is the last thing well that law enforcement needs right now. When you have RoboCop as your vice presidential candidate, <laughs> but, but the thing is, we all knew that going into it. We all knew that. We knew that when there was there when there was a chance that he would announce her as a, as a VP candidate. Uh, we knew that when he announced it, um, the the police the policing issue is going to be one where whichever candidate wins, we're gonna have to stay on their asses about regardless. Right. That much we already know, and it's unfortunate. What's scary is that's really just them towing the party line. Yeah. That's what's scary is that that it, that they're it, well, Donald Trump very is almost never doing the will of his party. Right. Because. What we've seen is mostly his party scrambling to look like they're behind him. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden in particular, he's doing the will of the party. Kamala Harris is, well, she's doing her own ideas, yeah. but she's also doing the will <laughs> of the party. Right. Even within the party, even with the some of the more radical people we have in the party that are clearly not with this shit... AOC, Ronald mm-hmm. Mar, you know the 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 little brat pack there. As a whole, the needle really hasn't moved much. No, and I, I fully don't expect it to move any time before the election, at least. And that's scary because the other side of that isn't getting any saner. No, the other side isn't getting any saner, and the racists. They're, they're just adjacent to law enforcement. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse are not backing down anymore. No. 
it's like that whole thing like in Fast and Furious where the where the fucking where uh, the the truck drivers got sick of getting jacked all the time. They just started yeah. arming up. And you know, we always people always make jokes and always talk shit about race war this, race war that. That is more and more becoming a reality. And on one side of it, it's scary when you have people that you are trying to protect mm-hmm. in your home, on your property. At the same time, it's also kind of like I was in my I was in my little uh, Call of Duty group, and they were like, "If they want to get with the shits, we can we can, we can ride." I had a few, shout out to my nigga Roy, and you know we didn't we didn't disagree. Yep. If they really want to make this a thing. Mount the fuck up. We can make this a thing. I'm just scared. I'm not scared, but I'm just... It's alarming that we're there. It's that we even have to discuss the reality of a race war. That's what it's looking like. And neither candidate seems moved at all by it. Hmm. It's, um... It's it's one that neither side wants to touch, and, and it's very obvious. Um, Trump wants to protect his investors, and and so does the other side. Biden wants to protect property. Yes, that's fucking frightening. That's frightening. That with everything we've seen, the veil is up, and that's why that's why I keep saying that yep. the veil is up. All the cards are on the table. It's no secret what's happening anymore. And anybody that tries to act like it's a secret now is lying. And they're lying to themselves. And you should just stop talking to them. Yeah. The veil is up. So anything people are doing now to try to act, to try, to try to act like we're going to go back to status quo is disturbing. And you should stop fucking with them. And you should be, you should be terrified of them, actually. Yeah. If Biden and Kamala win, there's a lot that they're going to have to answer to right off right off the rip. I'm looking at people that want to keep status quo as agents in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. That if you're if you're not an agent, you have the possibility of being of becoming one to protect the system. That's fucking that that's that's scary. And I'm not and I and it seems like I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not. I am frightened of what's happening. Um, On a lighter note, shout out to Chris Cuomo, who clowned the hell out of. Uh, oh, he gave Ted Cruz Ted. the fucking business, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, God damn. I got, I got a. Uh, this is just a little bit of levity. I, I, I have to, even though I don't watch CNN anymore either, because like Chris Cuomo, Chris I watch, I, I don't watch CNN for the same reason I don't watch Fox News, in that neither side even pretends to give a shit about news anymore. It's just about a bunch of folks with airtime just not giving a fuck anymore. And Chris Cuomo at this point is just he's just anti- antagonizing people. So he, you really you really just gonna ride with that man now? Yeah, I mean, you know. So Ted Cruz, you just gonna ride with that man now? Yeah. Called talked about your bitch? He called, he called, the, the guy who called your wife ugly? You gonna take that, bro? He talked about yeah, your bitch. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's how we doing it now? And Ted Cruz and his weak bearded chin. 
That's just, a terrible beard. Just took that shit. <laughs> That's a terrible beard. Oh man, what a bad beard. I, you know the struggle. The the quarantine beard ain't working for everybody. No. One of one of the CNN anchors last week, um, oh, when she was talking about the debate on on national TV, she called it a shit show. I was like, it was. This, this is amazing that we live in a time where Don Lemon no longer gives a fuck. No longer gives a fuck. Not at all. Chris Cuomo is talking about somebody's somebody's bitch, and some white lady is going. This whole thing is a shit show. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's wild. And oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about in this segment. Kellyanne Conway has announced that she tested positive for COVID. Um, now a lot of people are talking about how Donald Trump might be doing this as a hoax and that he's going to come out miraculously healed because he took the because he took that batshit crazy vaccine that nobody wants to take that has been announced that it doesn't work um he's trying to do a boris johnson he's trying to do he's trying to wag the dog um boris johnson (laughs) um yeah he's trying to wag the dog i don't believe that because i don't believe he's intellectually capable of maintaining that and i think it i think in his mind it would diminish him in some way like he would like he would show weakness in some way mm-hmm. um that he would have to resort to that um some people are saying he's trying to get out of the debates i don't believe that's true because he loves the debates and he thinks he's doing a great job kellyanne conway i 100 percent would believe would make this shit up because <laughs> she wants to feel closer to Donald Trump now that she's out of his favor. Once Hope Hicks came back into the picture. Lock me in quarantine with you. Mrs. Me Too. Hope no, Hicks. no, that's not the right Me Too. Hope Hicks ain't ugly though. That's uh, Melania. You know, she you know what she is? She looks like a younger Melania. Well, not only that. Um you know what it is? She's that she's that homegirl. Well, maybe you you probably don't go through this, but She's that homegirl who tries to act who who when you bring your girl around, she needs your girl to know that she been that she been here longer. Mm. She got she got to mark her territory. She got that alpha female shit going on. Uh, that's Kelly and Conway. I was here. I was here from day one. Yeah, you the new bitch. That's that's Kelly and Conway, and she she's gonna mark her territory even in quarantine, mm. where Donald Trump was filmed. That was so fucked up. They had they had pictures of him in quarantine, apparently still signing blank papers, <laughs> pretending to work. Here's what's fucked up about that. Why the fuck did you put the, the photographer through that? What, hey, kind man. Of, what kind of shit? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If they hired me to do it, I would do it. Just cause I, I was like, man, I gotta see this shit for myself. He'll sit there and pretend like he's signing papers. The paper's blank. You know, I would have come out like, man, hey, man. You know I got some I got some photos of the actual papers, dog. Get the fuck out of here. You know them wasn't shit, they wasn't shit on them they papers, dog. goddamn thing on them papers. And, you, and you, you got a photographer risking life and limb for that shit. That man was sitting at that table like I sit on these, on these Zoom chats at work. Probably shirt on with drawers on underneath, with no, man. No Just pants. No, no pants. Oh, uh, get your get your shirt, get your merch. If, oh, yeah. Get your if you're reading this, if you can read this, I'm not wearing pants shirt. Yes, 
Perfect uh, for all you Zoom and Microsoft Teams meetings at work. Everybody who is sick as fuck of Zoom and Teams, you need this shirt in your life. Opinionswhileblack.threadless.com uh, Also, uh, send your racist stories, your uh, real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall. Please send those to um, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or go to opinionswhileblack.com and you can find the ways to get in touch with us through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I'm feeling pretty good for a day drinking situation. Um, it is time for your listener letters. All right. Um, I have to say, this listener letters segment has actually worked out pretty well. Uh, I was a little worried originally when we started making ourselves open to questions from the public. But I have to say, the, the Opinions While Black family, Team Oz, all of y'all, have not let your boy down yet. Well, wait till Opinions While Black. Why black after dark? <laughs> uh, coming soon. I know many of you have asked about it. Coming soon. Um, let's see. Questions. Checking the Facebook. Uh, Gustavo asked, will Megan Thee Stallion's performance on SNL be a subject of discussion? It absolutely was. Uh, Trump's COVID-19 announcement. Blunt, <laughs> political blunder or masterclass in spin? Okay, so here's the thing I, th- I think about the whole dichotomy of blunder versus spin as it relates to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not capable of spin. The reason Donald Trump is not capable of spin is because for him to spin something, he would have to feel like he had messed something up. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump does not see himself as capable of wrongdoing. And if he does see himself as capable of wrongdoing, he's just going... There's a difference between spin and lying. You know, and and history has proven that he will say whatever. And it's really up to the rest of his team and the rest of the the GOP to spin it for him. Exactly. And that's that's typically the pattern there. Donald Trump is a political blunder unto himself. Yes. His team might be a masterclass in spin on the fly. Yes. Because even though it doesn't always work out, we can see how hard they work <laughs> to just clean up the mess behind him. It's like a dog that just shits all over the house. Yeah. And you're just behind him, just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, looking at his tracks of wherever, where he's been. It's like doing Mad Libs, but all the lines are blank. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like. have to come up with some shit. Yeah. Now, as it relates to the COVID-19 announcement, do I feel like this is, this is spin? No. Um, I have been saying, I'm, I'm amazed that he hasn't had it before now. Yeah. He touched like, I remember when this shit happened, he touched like five different people that had it. Yeah. And which was miraculously okay? I don't buy that. I, I, think, I think overall they're going to, I think they are, you know, assuming that he's going to recover. Um, 
they are going to try to use it to stir up like patriotic fervor. Yeah. They're they're definitely, you know, gonna do that. They're they've already done the, you know, make sure your thoughts and prayers are with the president during this tough time, blah blah blah, even though he's been completely reckless with it during the entire time. Now we're supposed to be like, Oh man, it happened happens to the best of us. Darn. Who would have thought? It's true. You know, it's like you're riding riding in a car with no seatbelt, you have an accident, you fly out the front window. Um but they they are they are one hundred percent going to try to spin this whole thing into something to you know to benefit to try to benefit them on November third. They're definitely gonna try. Fair enough. Um uh thank you for that. Uh that was uh from uh oh Phil. Phil Amon Bell. Uh thank you for that. Um Marcia Johnson asked about the Charlemagne rape case. Mm. Another one? No, not another one. Not another one. Okay. We okay. Um as a she must be a late listener. We actually reported on this. This had to have been at least within the first twenty episodes of Opinions While Black, maybe less. Yeah. Um Charlemagne had a rape case at one point. He was at this is back this is back before he got big. He was at a party in North Carolina. Uh he was throwing a party with some friends. A young lady got was intoxicated or was drugged. Yeah. And she named him. Uh, they they actually they actually did a they actually tested a rape kit on her. Mm-hmm. Um she named him specifically. Um this did not go all the way and he was not charged because um the I think this was the woman. Oh, the the young lady. Her mother got them out of North Carolina mm-hmm. and refused to go to court for it. And uh, he took a plea deal. Yeah, and he could not. And in the plea deal, since since the accuser was not was not present um, to testify, uh, he could not he could not be charged in his plea deal. Yeah. Um. I I also believe this is part of why he lost his HBO deal mm-hmm. because he got that HBO deal and then a week later we heard about this shit and we never heard about the HBO deal. Never again. heard about it again. Um, so he he got away mostly. Uh, he definitely lost out on the bag. Um. So yeah, we did. We definitely covered that, and I guess I I, I guess two years after the fact. Nothing in my mind has changed about who Charlemagne is as it relates to sexual assault, as it relates to women. He has done a he has done a magnificent cleanup job. Now, if you want to talk about spin, <laughs> he has definitely done a masterful job of spinning himself out of that. Um, I think the very next week he was on the show, he brought on Derek Jackson. So they could jerk each other the fuck off about uh about protecting about protecting black women, mm. even though I I don't believe either of them have protecting black women at heart <laughs> whatsoever in any form or fucking fashion, or are physically capable of doing so, or are or are physically or intellectually capable of protecting black women. Most certainly, Derek fucking Jackson. If I ever see him in public, I will slap the shit out of him. 
I just you see, I calmed down on that for a while. I calmed down on that for a while. I always say once in a blue moon now. It's been a while. Um uh, so yeah, I, did he spin himself out of that? Sure. Does his does his misogyny come out uh, per, still pretty often? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He did a fucked up uh, interview with Kaylani where he kept needling her about forgiving YG yeah. for cheating on her. Leave her the fuck alone. Uh, leave Kaylani alone. Um, yeah, yeah I, I really don't fuck with Charlemagne at all. Charlemagne is just kind of a... Never have. He's one of these shock jocks. He thinks he's Howard Stern. That's what he thinks. He thinks he's Wendy Williams. Um, and, 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 and that's not the... And, and let me tell you, I think he just might. And that's not the most wonderful aspiration in the world. Because Wendy Williams got her own shit going on. Um. Anyway, yeah, fuck, fuck Charlamagne. Anyway. Um, Marisha also wanted to ask me about Star Trek Lower Decks. I didn't know what this was until I looked it up. Um, it's one of these little cartoon spinoffs because yeah. CBS has been doing so well with this. Yes, I wanted to watch it, but the person whose account, whose CBS access account I was bumming from, uh, no longer subscribes to it. I, I'm, I, I might still have a password. I got you. I did, I did see a preview of it at one of the Comic Cons though. Last, I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you, like the the more the more people get away from the shit that I like about Star Trek or Star Wars or these big universe type deals, the less interested I am. Like, I remember Game of Thrones had like five books out that had nothing to fucking do with Song of Ice and Fire. Mm. I wasn't interested at all. Um, Star Wars does this all the time. They had the advent- They had a comic book a long time ago called The Adventures of Tag and Bank. Were supposed to be Ooh. like the worst stormtroopers in wow. all time or some shit. You remember that? I, wow, wow. Yeah, that, yeah. A, I wouldn't have voted for that. One. That was a deep dive. Wow. So when when people start talking to me about shit like lower decks, that's what I think of. I think of tag and bank. It's just some corner of the of that universe that I am the least interested in. Dark Horse did this for a long time. They just make comic books. That just had lightsabers and made all the right noises and just yeah. had fucking TIE fighters and had no characters that I gave a shit about. Um, I only barely kind of give a shit about, aren't they doing this show with Christopher Pike? With, but like the, the the Discovery version of Christopher Pike, the cool one? Mm, yeah. They're doing a Christopher Pike show. Christopher Pike's cool. He ain't that cool. He ain't that cool. I don't want to watch a whole fucking show about Christopher Pike. Um, Look, y'all, we just did a whole... A whole dedication to James Tiberius Kirk. Right, you know. Now Discovery is my shit. I love Discovery. I have to finish season two. Is season three out yet? I would. I, I would have to log in to see. Season two was. I. 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 I got into other things, but I was really enjoying season yeah. two. I like Star Trek Discovery. I like Sonequa Green. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green. Yeah. Who is gorgeous? Who does the most amazing job? Is Chris? Is Christopher Burnham? Um, Michael Burnham. Michael Burnham. Yeah, I, I've only I've, I've season one. I've gotten. I've probably gotten four episodes into season two before the password okay. no longer worked. I got you. Season one was see. Look, season, season one was lit was lit. I it was a little concerned. A lot of first, shit at you. I was like, damn, it's it's really one of those twenty two episode seasons. 
I haven't watched anything for 22 episodes in a while. They hit you with a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit that happened. In the first two episodes. Yeah. There was a there was a there was a Klingon attack. There was a mutiny. Yeah. And the black chick ends up in jail. Yes. And that's the end of episode two. The captain died. The captain <laughs> <laughs> like shit. That's in the first three episodes? That was a lot of shit. That was just during the free preview. Man, goddamn. And it went it went a lot. It, it went was, it went left, yeah. right, up, down, every which way. And it, it but it did not stop being good. I yeah. really liked it. I like that cast. I'm mad that Wilson Cruz is not on the show anymore. Mm. I was liking him. Uh, I, I liked him because I'm a 90s kid. And I liked him in my so-called life. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his whole story about how in real life. I think I think he was the one that got, thro- that got thrown out in real life because he came out to his parents and mm. went out to L.A. and made, a, made something of himself. Okay. Um, back, when, back when it was taboo. Yeah. Still. But... Anyway, yeah, so, no, I, I I might give Lower Decks a shot on a day of boredom or something, but that's not really my shit. That's not really my kind of thing as far as these big universe deals. Um, if I do, I will probably update you guys and let you know. Um, uh, that's it for listener letters. Thank you, guys. Um, opinionswhileblack.com. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. These are the ways to get in touch with us um, from there, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Um, I probably have, no, I don't have any runners up. Number three. <laughs> I mean, I uh, said he's getting right into it. <laughs> you know, usually there are some runners up. There are people that just kind of told the line, uh, but they're not, they, they didn't say shit. Yeah. More important or more stupid than other people. That means Terry Crews and Jason Whitlock have been quiet. I was say so. Number three at well, okay. Number three is Jason Whitlock. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, did I have a number? Another number three? I uh, no, no. Uh, it's it's fine. Uh, we go through a lot in pre-production. Jason uh, is always fun. Jason is always good too. Jason Whitlock. I don't. Uh, this is a quote. This is a tweet from him. I don't understand this or social media. Who takes a picture of their deepest pain and then shares it with strangers? Do other women, parents, want a reminder of their deepest pain, the loss of a child? Is everything just social? Okay. So this is his response to Chrissy Teigen losing her child. Let me tell you something, first of all. When Sean King... Has to thump you. Has to thump you on the nose for the goofy shit you're saying, and he's 100 percent right. It's time for you to shut the fuck up. Second of all, who the fuck are you, Jason Whitlock, to get your fat ass up and tell somebody about their pain? Who the fuck are you to tell somebody how to process their shit? The fuck is wrong with you? If you really. Do you see us telling you how to how to process your pain over the loss of the loss of your whole neck? Well, we know how he processes his pain. By <laughs> <laughs> eating, by <laughs> trips to Golden Corral, we don't say shit to you. You know, you can't make it out of your front door in the morning without breaking a sweat, nigga. This the man looks like we definitely know that he stores stores the fat from his food in the back of his neck. Flesh-colored grimace. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
the fuck? <laughs> what happened? What happened when back in the day when if you had some shit wrong with you, you had to be the nicest motherfucker on earth to other people? True. What the fuck is wrong with Jason Whitlock, man? Well, we know what's wrong with Jason Whitlock. Uh, you got a type A personality and type two diabetes. I, I know. I would tell him to take a look in the mirror, but he probably can't see his entire self in the mirror at one time. Man got man got missing posters for his penis because he ain't seen it in a decade. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I know he's um his his little opinions are you know in reference to people oversharing on social media. Uh, one thing we know that he is not oversharing at all is his meals. It's his last meal. <laughs> Share some of that. Break that Twinkie in half. Share it with somebody. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you, Jason Whitlock? Fuck you. And, 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 and digging on somebody at their most vulnerable moment. Right. John Legend owes you an ass whooping. I know John Legend is a passive nigga most of the time. John Legend owes you an ass whooping. I got his back. I'll help him. Like, you're talking about a man's wife like that. Why would you even have an opinion on how people process their grief? What the fuck were you doing? Aren't you a sports pundit or some shit? What was he doing? He was eating. (laughs) 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 But of course, that applies to almost any given moment of the day when it comes to his bitch ass. What the fuck were you doing when you were just sitting? Where you were just sitting around wondering? I wonder. I wonder what's going on with Chrissy Teigen. Nobody asked this. Did you miss celebrity lip sync that bad, motherfucker? Get the fuck out of here. Jason Whitlock, eat a black old dick. Shut well, not up. really, because you'll hurt somebody. Shut well, up. Shut the fuck up. Like, don't tempt him to eat anything. I, really, I was just saying, you ain't got to <laughs> tell him twice. Get the fuck out of here. Number two is Josh Brolin. What? Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Oh, co- Josh Brolin. Thanos? Thanos, man. Cable? I have to take back everything. Cable. Damn. I have to take back everything I said about wanting Thanos to run in 2020. Actually, I actually I still don't. Because he's still not the worst motherfucker on the list. <laughs> um Damn. He was on Instagram recently. Um DL Hughley reposted this. And let's just let's just go let's just go ahead and start this off by saying if DL Hughley repo- reposts some shit you said and agrees with you. You have to go ahead and entertain the pro- the probability that you're probably wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. About whatever came out of your yes. mouth. D.L. Hughley reposted a rant that uh, um, Brolin put on his IG stories about um, just the overall discourse of things at this point in America. And it really started off with him defending The Rock because The Rock got a lot of vitriol for defending Biden, which I think is... On a separate note, I think it's batshit crazy because what did you expect from The Rock? Did you expect The Rock to say he was a Trump supporter? Well, some people did. Some people did. Though. I don't see why, Just but because that's Vince a whole McMahon other is that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um. So, well-meaning enough, defending The Rock, sure. But then he goes into this thing about the discourse and. How it how he remembers a time when you could get along with other people despite not agreeing with them, you know, whether it be your friends or within your family. And honestly, all I heard, in my opinion, was that um, he remembers a time 
when he did not interact with black people. Mm. No, and I don't now. Do I think Josh Brolin is racist? No. Do I think racism is not a deal breaker for him? No. Do I think he's abundantly naive on the discourse, why it's happening, and the the standpoint of at least one half of the discourse? Yes. Certainly. 100%. The discourse is not happening in a vacuum. We're not just arguing over whether or not we like whether or not we like Biden or Trump like we're like it's fucking team cap and team iron man yeah it's not whether or not you like empire it's not one of these topical things and i and i do understand that the discourse is far less surgical than it used to be but context matters at least one half of this discourse is arguing for their lives is <clears throat> arguing for their humanity mm-hmm one half, at least one half of this discourse is arguing for their rights to live. We can't be at this stage in the game and you pretending like it's not happening. We can't be at this stage in the game and you think that people are just arguing to fucking argue. Some people are. But not a lot. This is, this is a matter of ideology. And... Idea and the, and the ideologies are coming out of people defending their fucking humanity, and at least one half of them. So when you tell me, so when he tells me that, oh, some people say that all cops are bad, not true. Yes, true. You know why? Because you're either one of the cops that's doing the shit, or you're one of the, or or you're one of the cops that's silent about it, that's doing nothing. That's that, and and is it unfair a little bit? Yes. But when I'm fighting for my life, that's how I have to feel. What do you want? And I feel like he's not looking at the whole thing. I, my my thing with, with what Josh Brolin said is that if he's truly perplexed or truly surprised by the nature of the vitriol or, or the reasons why people are reacting that way, he, he's either unbelievably naive or, or willfully ignorant. Um, and, and neither one is good. Um, you just can't it, unpack a thing without examining the reason the thing exists. Right. Like, don't, like, think about it before you talk about it, if you can. If you're going to spend eight minutes on Instagram giving your opinions on something, and you're, you know, that prominent of a person, think about it before you before you really dig into it uh, you know it, it's one thing for you to agree with and and, and to me for, for josh Bull, it doesn't matter if josh agrees with the rock or not you know it's cool right. that he did but don't be so foolish to to pretend to understand or to pretend to not understand that you don't know why people are reacting that way towards him that's just been happening for four years and let me be and, and let me be very clear about uh, about another aspect of that. Those people that were spewing vitriol at the Rock, they're not mad because the they're not mad because the Rock is following Biden. <clears throat> they're mad because the Rock is of color and mm-hmm. following Biden. Yeah, you can't leave that part out, and that's the part that was baffling to me that he left out. You can't leave that out at all because the Rock has always existed. And I don't want to get into a whole thing about the Rock, but it's important to point out 
The Rock has existed in this amb- in this limbo of ambiguousness. Absolutely. That has, and, and I'm not saying he's ever done it on purpose, but has a ale- but aesthetically has allowed him mm-hmm. in white people's minds. As long as the Rock has, the Rock never says anything really about racial. He he never says anything about racial identity that would be polarizing to people. Right. He will he will tell people that he's you know he's proudly of Samoan descent, which in most cases is not racially you know dividing. Well, and but, even but even then, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but even then, he had to come up a little more. Right. And he had to he had to climb the ladder. To be able to have a little more freedom to where to where the studios felt like that was profitable. Right. You know, he, he had to become Dwayne Johnson. In the Fast and Furious movies and yeah. shit. He had to become Dwayne Johnson exactly. before he could do that. And 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 you're absolutely right. For for a while, he's he kind of floated in this area of ambiguity because of his popularity. And and the reason why people get afraid is that you can you can you can be who you want to all you want as long as you don't say it right if 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 the rock were ever if the rock were ever to, and, I, and I know this sounds crazy for me saying it if the rock ever goes on tv and like does a black history month commercial or some shit people would be pissed because then he's admitting that he's black 100% we can see it we just don't want to hear you say it that's that's the wild shit behind it and while it should not be surprising that he he endorses Biden, the acknowledgement of it, the vocalization of it, is what sets them off. They don't want to hear it because they don't want to accept that this person who has entertained them for years, who they enjoy, who has brought them some type of entertainment value, has now brought identity into the conversation. Exactly. That's and, why people got mad at the last two seasons of Ballers. Because there was definitely a lot of race involved. Yeah. And so it it's very much them trying to get him to shut up and dribble. Yeah. And Josh Brolin, you can't leave that part out. You can't examine the thing. Again, you cannot examine the thing without examining the reason the thing exists. Right. And so Josh Brolin, again, I don't think it, I don't think he's malicious. I don't think that he is intentionally in any way racist. I don't think racism is not a deal breaker for him. I think he's clueless on this topic. And I think he should inform himself a little further. Yeah, he needs and, to talk to Batista. Yeah, Batista, some, Batista will set his ass straight. One hundred percent. And Chris Evans will set his oh, ass straight. Chris Evans will definitely set his ass straight. And until you have informed yourself further and realize that there are some things Thanos that you cannot unsnap, I'm tired of the arguing too. Pretty much. But I'm doing, but I'm also doing something to, to be a part of the discourse and um, contribute uh, something to solving the problem. So unless you're doing one of those things, inform yourself further and just shut the fuck up for now. Yeah, pretty much anyone, anyone who opposed him in Infinity War, <laughs> can send him, can send him can straight. Send him straight. Now that right. I think about it, except maybe Renner. Oh. Shut up! Renner's always on the... Yeah. Renner's always... You know, Renner is that one dude at your job that is just... You can't understand how he's lasted this long yeah. without getting fired. Yeah. And you're not sure how he keeps getting out of these write-ups. His sales numbers are always good. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's got, he's got some of the big clients and like, yeah, you know, Renner, 
Ritter's, you know, Ritter's kind of a loose cannon, but you know, we just kind of, we just kind of, he closed the Johnson account. Yeah, he, so yeah, goddamn, yeah, just shit. Bought us six more months. Um, and the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up, and this should come as no surprise, is Joe Biden. God damn it! Oh, here's my thing. It's not even a specific one thing that he has said this week. <laughs> it's the fact that he. I was happier when I thought the debates weren't going to happen. Yeah. I didn't find out until we were recording last week that the debates were going to happen the next day. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, I was happier when that wasn't happening. Because <laughs> one, there's no need for debates at this point because nobody's changing their mind. Nobody. If you don't know who the fuck you're voting for at this point, there's nothing anybody can tell you. I'm sorry. The other thing is, I was happier... When there, when there weren't going to be any debates or when I, I thought there were going to be no debates because Joe Biden, for the most part during this pandemic, and really for the most part of 2020, has just been this guy that they march out, that they march out to say a couple of things. He's, he's the, you know what he is? He's my dad. He's, he's that parent. Yes. He's that parent that you wish, that you really are happier when he's just sitting the fuck down. He'll, he'll come out of his room to say some shit. Just get him some water. Let him say what he got to say yeah. and usher him back to his fucking bed yep. and let him sit down. <laughs> because anytime yeah. you let him off the off the reservation, nope. it's going to be a problem. Nope. That's my dad right now. We got to look. He, first of all, his favorite restaurant is Red Lobster. Jesus Christ. Which I think is closed now. But even when we took him to Red Lobster, we would have to order for him. Like we don't we don't let him talk to people. <laughs> That's how you got to treat Joe Biden. Like, you know, if if, if we got to we got to review the entire menu with him, right? And we know we always know he's going to want a salad to start off. Hey, let us order the salad for you. Because if I order the salad, I say, hey, uh, we'd like to get this garden salad here with Thousand Island dressing. But he orders the salad. He goes, y- y'all got salad, right? Y'all got salad, <laughs> lettuce, <laughs> lettuce, tomato, cucumbers. And Thousand Island dressing, y'all got salad, right? And they're like, "Yes, sir." It's, and I'll be like, "It's it's right, it's right here, it's right here, dude." Or you know, like if we're Papados and these, oh, you know, God. when we get the entree, we we go through we go through it. It's been the same menu for my entire life, years. And he gets the same thing. He gets a sampler platter every time. Yeah, see, it has fried fish, it has fried catfish, uh, it's got this and it's got that. That's what you want, right? Yeah. So there's a way to get us up there. So what y'all what 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 y'all what y'all got? Y'all got the um what's in that platter? Like we we just we just went over it. It it has this that you just said that you wanted it. Yeah, what if I mean what if what if I what if I wanted something else with it though? Hey, could could you give us just a few more minutes, please? We we're gonna review the menu with him. So y'all fancy. Yeah. Y'all fancy. My dad's just happy. My my dad just gets happy when you bring home Jersey Mike's. We we, we talk we talk about special occasions. We talk about once a year. Oh tops. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bet. Once a year tops. Bet. Other than that, we leave him at home. We say, hey, you want us to bring you home something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. me home. Wait, wait. We got they, you. Don't worry about. It. We got you. They got a pepper steak. We got you. Whatever. I, I want a pepper steak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We got you. I'll stop. That which means I will stop. <laughs> I'll make a second stop wherever yes. and bring you home a fucking pepper. Something steak. unrelated to where we're going. Right. You didn't exactly. listen to what I just said. That is Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden. 100%. And the, it, I feel like 
the less we try to directly engage Trump. And that was my thing about the debates, is that there's no... You can't debate Trump because Trump doesn't behave as though a debate is taking place. Correct. It's a it's a it's, it's a press event. It's a it, it's a press conference. He gets to say his shit. He gets to argue with be seen arguing with you a little bit. It's a rap battle. It's a rap battle. It's, it's a smack DVD rap battle. It, it's it's a rap battle, but it's as if Papa Doc battled Eminem <laughs> and Mackay Pfeiffer in his fucked up wig. Yeah. And that was exactly what was happening. All of a sudden, Donald Trump's rap battling Chris Wallace. That's why I wasn't mad that Chris Wall- Chris Wallace got all that shit. Uh, everybody was like, "Oh, he was a terrible moderator." What the? F- How do you moderate Donald Trump? They need to give Chris Wallace or the moderator the 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 mute button. Exactly. Just See, mute, podcasters just mute know what's up. Just mute the motherfucker. Just mute him. Podcasters know what's up. We got all the controls ready to go. Shit. Um and. To be honest with you, um, I just I want Joe Biden to interact less and just stay on because now there's now they're starting to find a format other than don't vote for Trump. Joe Biden, as much as I don't agree with it, Joe Biden is on this on this mission now of we're gonna get things back to the way they were. Which mm. is also not gonna happen. No. And it's not gonna happen in his term. Uh, because there are so many things fucked up about the politics, about the the about the discourse, about how we have the discourse and who Trump has let in with him. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen in a term. No. But he's got a new party line, which is wonderful. Just shut the fuck up and do that. Just do that. Stop arguing with him. Even though I thought it was hilarious he told that man to shut up. Would you just shut up, man? And his campaign immediately had a T-shirt with that caption on it. I, I, I will purchase one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I will purchase one. It all. It should also be noted that he did not shut up. He did not at all. He did. not at all. <laughs> Chris Wallace is like one slapped the shit out of Donald Trump. Um, but yeah, I just I want Joe. Like everybody's like Joe Biden needs to come up with a new game. For, no, let his team, let the party do that. Yeah, let the party do that in their respective districts. Let the party do that in their respective states. Let Joe Biden just be the fucking figurehead. Yes. We don't need to hear him saying any more goofy shit. I am tired of listening to him not understand that black people aren't destroying the cities. Right. That it's not playing on the fucking apes out here. Sorry. I'm tired of him saying that shit. I'm tired. I I just want Biden to shut the fuck up and let the votes happen. Hillary Clinton did too much shutting the fuck up. Yes. And let and thinking she could let the votes happen. We're in a hor- we're in a way worse climate. Joe Biden could have this sewed up, but he just keeps talking. And he keeps talking about nothing. And he talks about none of the things we want to hear. Just let him be the figurehead. Period. And let smarter people than him, like perhaps a Jamal. Work this out for him. Period. He got it. He has a come on, like he does. Well, I mean, as but, I, as much good as that's gonna do, it's not gonna do any good. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't need Nick Fury calling the shots for me. <laughs> um, in the meantime, Joe Biden, just shut the fuck up. Shut up. Joe Biden's team, put him to bed, please. Put him to bed. Give him his dinner. Take him in the back room. And let him let him and turn on Seven Hundred Club or whatever yeah. Joe Biden watches. 
I'm gonna I'm going I'm going to assume seven hundred club. I don't know what white people watch. Perry Mason or some shit. Perry I don't Mason, know. uh This Is Us, old episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Um Yeah, that's all. Uh D Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, we have certainly done a podcast. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um guys, thank you so much for sticking with us on this ride. Uh we have had we, we have so much fun doing this. Uh, we're not going to be back next week. Mm-hmm. We'll be back week after next. Yep, yep. Next week, there's going to be no new episode. Uh, but in the meantime, what can you be doing? You can be buying merch. You can be telling a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about opinions while black. Um, it's fall. Y'all ain't got a lot of shit to yep. do. Podcast, uh, podcasting is out there. Podcasting is uh, is up in numbers. People are getting back to their routines. Suggest opinions while black. Yep. Shout out to everyone who's catching up. Now you have an extra week to get all the way caught up. You got an extra week. Uh, shout out to who is that on team? Uh, Brandy. Brandy is our is is our our big binger. Oh, I think she's in the sixties or the seventies. Woo! Uh, she getting there. She she's really to wants the, to finish. She really wants to be caught up by the end of the year. It's really getting good now. It's getting Brandy. thick. I was gonna say she, she. I think she just heard the Marcus Black episode. Oh, very good. Pretty shout, lit. Shout out to Marcus. Black. Shout out to Marcus Black. Shout out to the Remedy. Um, still, still holding it down for good R and B soul mixes uh, in Houston. Um, and thank you guys. Thank everybody for their ongoing support. This is only gonna get better. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're getting our second. We're getting our second or third or fourth win uh, in the pandemic. And uh, it's only going to get better. The best is yet to come. Yes. And uh, this has been episode... 108. 108. God damn. Of Opinions Wild Black. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. Titties.